Okay, so Juliana and I, we uh, we wrote some intros for our guest that we have that we're going to say. Yes, we did. We can't wait to introduce this guest. Andrew, go ahead. All right. This guest first came to mind uh, in 2014 when we first ran across each other at a Bucky's gas station. And we've been fast friends ever since. She makes me laugh. Only once has she made me cry. And three times has she grabbed my butt. It's Colby Jacobs. Well, let me let me do my introduction. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's <laughs> to be continued. Um, I've known this little lass um, since high school. She and I actually knew each other for life, if you think about it, because we're cousins. Um, but I really started to get to know her in high school because that's when we kind of finally opened up to each other. We were both, I mean, shy. She barely speaks even now. It's a miracle she's on this podcast. Um, she's all of 5'2", and she weighs 100 and... Um, that's it and so she's light as a feather gorgeous gorgeous girl a lot of people say she has red hair i beg to differ colby jacobs hey colby welcome hi i'm just a shy girl here to have a good time going tell us about your life murder i barely know her's editor here once again you may have noticed juliana's mic situation sounds different than before and that is because she either lost or they were stolen her headphones that have the microphone on them so we hope next week to get back to normal quality until then here it is things have been pretty great you know ever since i graduated from High school, um, things have been pretty uphill for me. Colby, mm-hmm. would you see? I didn't have the privilege of knowing you that well in high school. Um, would you have considered yourself? Did you peak in high school, or have you just gotten hotter? Very popular in high school. Juliana remembers, right? There were, yeah. I mean, there were people. If I may, Colby, there were people lining up to greet her when she would get to school. How many signatures did you get in your yearbook? Oh, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get the yearbook. Um, I didn't really care to remember anyone. It was kind of more of like a small town deal. But how many did I have to sign? Uh, They would just set up a table for me every year in the cafeteria. And people would just be lining out the doors for me to sign their yearbook. It was pretty sad. Yeah, teachers, PE coaches, they count, and um, vice principals. Wow. It was like, hags, have a great summer, um, have a kick-ass summer, hakas. Um, Did you ever have anyone sign it, the, um, like the math equation that was like, too cute to be forgotten? I did. That was the most popular one, especially people liked that one on casts. I don't know mm. why. Yeah. Have you, did you break your arm or leg or anything ever? Um, yes, several times I had a broken heart. 
and people yeah. signed that cast. Yeah, it was right here on my <laughs> chest, below the left breast. Um, it was really interesting when I started to hit puberty and my boobies started to grow in. Um, it was just a little more awkward for people to sign the heart cast. Because mm. it was on there for four years. Yeah, it was a pretty bad breakup. It's kind of what made me shy. They'd have to lift the tit a little bit. Yeah, they would gently or not so gently lift up the left titty and do what they needed to do. Mm. Yeah, it meant a lot to me. What is your first impression of both Juliana and I? Do you remember the first time you met us? And then we'll do the same for you. Yeah, I do remember. Um, we'll start with Andrew. Um, it was 2014. I had just freshly graduated high school. And I was road tripping up to Oklahoma with my gals. And we stopped at the Bucky's. And Andrew accidentally was in the women's restroom and hadn't locked the door. And so I opened the stall and there he was, Willie out. And he was midstream when he turned around and it got all over my Patagonia fleece jacket. And I haven't washed that jacket since. But we giggled all night together about it and then it i signed your special. breast cast and then andrew signed my breast cast it was very gentle very gentle and then yeah, colby so you were you were there for my birth i was literally there for juliana's birth um funny fact both of our dad's names are james so we both have an uncle james and a daddy james it's pretty fun mm -hmm. um but i was what was i like two when you were birthed and yeah, I think two two years three months four days is what we always yes. said and I was really pissed off when Juliana came out um I didn't want to share my toys or my popularity or my uncle or daddy James I didn't want to share them with this girl who had red hair like me like it was just pretty messed up that God made two of us instead of just one. One of you has curly hair, though. That's how I always tell you apart. Yeah. Well, I used to have curly hair, but I wanted to look different. So mm. I had to take matters into my own hands. Um, me, Colby, and Andrew actually really did uh, improv together in college. Yes. It was very fun. Um, oh, and Caroline Munsell and Casey. Yeah. We're really rounding out the females here. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, do y'all watch White Lotus? Oh my God, yes. The gays. The gays. They're to trying murder. to murder me. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. Can either of you do a good uh, Jennifer Coolidge impersonation? We can try. Okay, yeah. let's hear it. Colby, please go ahead. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll do her laugh. I'll do her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good that's also kind of what she sounds like crying too <laughs> thank you um, mine would have to be not as good but oh my no <laughs> <laughs> you have to finish that I got it I got it I got it I got it <clears throat> oh my god you look like the fourth <laughs> 
As you can see, mine is really good. No, I thought that was really good. Uh, can I try? Oh my, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've never done this before. Okay. Um, <laughs> those gays. <laughs> They're trying. <laughs> no, no, no. It's like it doesn't. Yes. It's like it can't work. It can't work unless you are straight faced. Because she does everything so just like deadpan. That was good. Thank that was you. good. When we have Caroline Munsell on, we'll have to get her to do hers because hers is spot on. It's literally pristine. Not that ours weren't. Mm, yeah, ours were really <laughs> yeah. good too. She just got Golden Globe nominated. Yes, Caroline Munsell. Yes, Jennifer Coolidge and Caroline Munsell. I was like, wait, we have to add that to our bio. Yeah, Golden Globe nominee. I actually watched that series with my dad, and that was super weird. The whole thing or just the finale? No, the whole thing except for the finale. Because <laughs> you're probably just kidding. like relieved that you don't have to watch that much nudity anymore. Yeah. With your yeah. father. Yes, it was a lot. I have one more question before we get started into the into the real deal. I feel mm-hmm. like some listeners might be confused as to what's real and what's not. Oh, right. From what we said. So I would love for them to like, I want... Colby, I want you to give like three facts about yourself that are real <laughs> that like people don't need to question. Okay. Uh, Juliana is my cousin. Yeah, that was a given. I live in a TikTok house with five other content creators and three doggy woggies. Um, what are their names? The dogs, not the content creators. <laughs> yeah, we don't care about the humans. Uh, Coco, Winston, and Jolene. And... I was voted best hair in 2014 at Reagan High School. Those are my facts. Juliana was really upset about that one. <laughs> I got drama queen the next year, so I wasn't too upset. Was that like your senior superlative? Yeah, but it was more than just a superlative, Andrew. It was the truth on all accounts. So, All right, should we, should we dive into it? Juliana, do you have suggestions from last week? Yes, I have some pulled up. Would you like me to read some? Okay, so I said that Juliana was going to read these out, but I'm not. But she's not. I'm. I will. That's okay. You're the man. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. This is submitted by user MLT, um, and the murder weapon is sapphire toe ring. Motive. It's a kind of a weird object. Grandma's tweezers. That comes from Carson Ness. Finally, we're gonna have maybe the witness. How does that sound? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Chital submitted one that says window screen installation, but since we're altering it a little bit to witness, it's going to be the installer, the window screen installer. installer. Got it. Thank you, Chital. Okay. In review, we have our weapon is a sapphire toe ring. Our motive is grandma's tweezers and the witness is window screen installer. Colby uncapped her pen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And we heard it right in the mic. It was a really good noise. Get the facts right. That is what everyone has been begging us to do on this case. There's a lot of conflicting reports about this. Yeah. The media... No, go ahead, cousin. I was just going to say, it's really disheartening um, to hear people's complaints. Yeah, it's like, if you wanted to know who the murderer was, then why didn't you travel all the way to Paris to uncover the details like we did. 
And we did. And you said earlier, Colby, the media. I think we need to bring that back in. Um, and we'll actually start off this controversy. We have two separate clips, and both of them are a little bit opposite. And we're going to have to get to the bottom of who is telling the truth in them. One of them is um, CNN, and one of them is MSNBC. Both lovely women reporters who are on the scene of the crime, but they say very different things. So should we just play those real quick back to back? Mm-hmm. All right, this one's the CNN clip. Oh, hello, Marjorie. I think that the people want to know why Rudolph went missing last week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, Marjorie is a woman of little words but strong action. So there was CNN, um, and you'll notice they said Rudolph went missing. Okay, and so now here's the MSNBC clip. Uh, reporting live from MSNBC. Rudolph is dead. Rudolph is dead. It has been announced here first. MSNBC is dead. So... We're already starting off with a little bit of controversy. We Is Rudolph dead? Is Rudolph missing? This sent Europe into a frenzy. Because they aired basically one right after the other. For some reason, the networks got crisscrossed. So it literally was the CNN announcement, commercial break for the World Cup, because this is very recent. And then it was the second announcement. So it was very confusing. And this is kind of what sent us into a frenzy of like, we have to crack. This case was like, you know, the intrigue of the controversy just kind of drew us in. We really didn't pick this case. It kind of just jumped out of the shadows and grabbed us. And that's why we had to fly to Paris to get to the bottom of it. I had points. She had points. Not enough for us to ride first class, but enough for us to have one carry on collectively. Andrew had to get another flight. I really only had points for me and me and Colby, but he got there. I did. I did have to fly Spirit on the way there and JetBlue on the way back mm -hmm. with a 22 hour layover in Portugal. And then another one in Germany. And then when you got to the U.S., did didn't weren't they like no? They 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 did. They they shipped me back. Whoa. But I'm I'm here, Whoa. and we're and stronger because of it. So, Juliana, you want to talk about our um, first night there when we got to talk to the sole witness of. Mm the murder or the mm -hmm. missing we're not giving away anything yet so the first night we got there um it was pretty late it was around 2 a.m um their time um colby and i had gotten to sleep on the plane so we were super refreshed andrew was late so he was groggy but um luckily we were all there and um we actually got to talk to i, I believe it was the only firsthand witness um, that we had to this case. And it was a very, very kind soul. Um, 
very, very British for some reason. Um, and we, we asked them, you know, why they were British and they were like, well, I'm from there. And so, um, after that, we got that out of the way. Um, they described kind of what had been going on and what they had seen. Should we um, share that and, recording? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. It was a little boy. Yeah. Well, are you going to ask me a question? Y- yes, sir. Uh, could I call you? I'm sorry. What was? What should I call you, sir? Bill of Offices. Bill of Offices. Bill for short. Can you please tell us what you saw in gruesome detail? Don't leave anything out. Yeah. Oh, right. I can tell you all about it. I really there. pronounce your words. I'm so sorry. I am. Just pronounce am. your words better. Just do it a little better. I can't help it that you're not British. Like, use your consonants. Anyways, I'll talk how I please, or I'll leave a scene. I was there. It was more 11 a.m. installation. Can you clarify where there was? You were there? I was up on my scaffolding. It was the 17th floor of the headquarters for Wells Fargo Bank. In Paris? Yeah. I was up on my scaffolding. I was putting in the new screen installers. People had been talking about the windows were open and all the bugs were getting in. I got a place for a screen. And I was saying there, they got a, they got, they got a, they got a cage. They got a big cage. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I got a big cage. What, what was in the cage? Mm-hmm. What was in the cage was, was a dog. How big was the dog? The dog was a uh, great dame, ginormous. If it had gotten on the scaffolding with me, we would have been down and out. Blimey. And the the cage had a big sign on it. It said Rudolph. So, you know, dog's name Rudolph, obviously. Did you say blow me? I'm sorry. Sorry? Did you say blow me? Just yeah, like a couple you, sentences ago? You, did you ask us to blow you? I I uh, I think you're I think you're getting things mixed up. Maybe, um, but if you did, it's sorry. And then we had to end the and then we had to end the interview. I'm sorry I couldn't be there to defend y'all. I was just really drowsy after that flight. I had to stay in. No, that's okay. okay. We um we ended the interview after that, but we did get a key piece of information. A couple there. Um, Wells Fargo was the scene of the crime Um, in Paris mm -hmm, in Paris and there was a dog Um, hopefully still is since Rudolph is a dog and it's interesting right you know right after we kind of got out of that messy situation he did add one thing and I'll try my best to recreate it he said and I ain't never seen anyone so mad. And that was it. So I think there was someone else in the room other than the dog. Um, but, you know, he had he had left. He had gone away, thank goodness. Um, yeah, he was really scared um, to tell us because we tried to ask him, like, who was mad. But I think um, 
I think he was kind of scared of whoever this second or third party was, you know, mm-hmm. um, like he would maybe hunt him down and kill him pretty bad. Mm-hmm. And that's why he didn't want to tell us. So the next day uh, we split up, Julian and I went to this um, window installation uh, company uh, no leads over there, but Colby got somewhere. Colby went to the 17th floor of the Wells Fargo building and got to talk to the receptionist. Do you want to share about that? Just walked right up. Very impressive. I mean, yeah, you got to look like you know what you're doing in this business. Otherwise, no one's going to open the door for you. So I opened the door for myself and I stepped right in. Um, I did have a nice buttery croissant to give to the secretary lady and um i asked her straight up i was like where the hell is rudolph um i went with an aggressive approach because i heard that french people like aggression and force and um sometimes just a good beat beating now were you recording for that were you recording this encounter I did record the encounter kind of, I started recording like kind of halfway through mm-hmm. the conversation. So it's kind of when it started to escalate, um, kind of like when the verbal beat down started to yeah, take well, place, but. Well, let's hear it. You and the woman yeah. receptionist in this, in the mid argument. I do not know what you think you are doing. I'm getting some damn answers. Oh, 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 please stop. Security, security, where is security? You're literally smiling. I know you like it, Patrice. Eat that buttery croissant, Patrice. Where did you get this croissant? It's delicious. I got it from the chef down the street and I had him spank me on the bottom with it. Then you ate it. Did you ladies call security? I don't know, Patrice. Did you call security? No, no. I'm okay. I'm sorry, security. I don't need you anymore. I have all the answers you need, Miss Colby. Now that I have gained your respect, Patrice, will you tell me who the madman and sweet 217 on the 17th floor was? Whose office is it? Colby. If I tell you, they're going to shoot me in the streets. But I have to tell you who I saw entering and exiting this week. Of course, Rudolph was there. We all love Rudolph. And then the manager, Signore Puncinello, he is Italian. And he walked in, he was very, very angry. And then his brother, Signor Poncianelli, walked in. He was very, very angry. And then his wife, she walked in. She's very nice. I like the wife. I like the wife. I like her a lot. Um, but uh, then when I walked in to go take Rudolph on his uh, daily walk, he was gone. He was disappeared. He is gone. So the suspects to me, because the wife looks so nice, it has to be the Punchinello or Punchinelli. It has to be. And I have one thing while I'm still here 
that might be of help to you. Yes, security guard, go I ahead. I didn't give this to the police, but I found this in suite 217, covered in blood. Now, what was that noise? What did he throw down? It was a sapphire toe ring. It actually still had the toe attached to it. Yeah, so when Colby was handed it, she had to wrap it in like her little scarf. So sorry. Yeah, because he hadn't stored it properly on ice and it had been like 48 Mm. hours. And so it was pretty decayed and stinky. Mm -hmm. Um, So the next day, um, this is day three in Paris and we were walking around and, you know, we decided to track down those Punchinello, Punchinelli brothers and the wife. And we thought it would be pretty easy because we're like, we just mm -hmm. need to take off their shoes and see who's missing the toe. Yeah. So literally we just went up and down the Champs-Elysees. Like that's all we did all day. Um, With signs. Mm -hmm. Um, And we didn't spot them. And so then we tried the Arctic Triomphe and um, no luck, no luck there. And then we finally were at the uh, the fountain. We tried the Louvre. We did try the Louvre. And, and we mm-hmm. also tried Notre Dame pre-fire. And we tried uh, the Musée d'Orsay. In the Sacre Bleu. And then finally, wouldn't you know it, um, at the fountain where Anne Hathaway throws her phone in. Le at the end of Devil Wars, At the end of Devil Wars Prada, yeah. Um, the three of them were there eating some lunch. Une bonne, if you will. Une That's croissant. apple for our our American viewers. That is croissant for our American viewers as well. And du fromage. Uh, that is fromage for our American viewers. And I think, Andrew, you should be the one to tell this part because you are the one that literally stormed up to them and ripped their shoes off one by one. Yeah, I had taken a page out of Colby's book with the aggression thing. It seemed to work very well with our receptionist friend. And so I thought, what could be better than coming in hot showing shouting the whole time i'm american they needed to know and tearing shoes off i did forget to record that part i just was um so so inflamed but um started with the nice wife who did look very nice um and you know some who observed could have maybe thought it was assault but, once, but it was Paris, so no one did. And once I did it to the men too, they everyone understood what was going on. It was an investigation. Colby the whole time was waving around the severed toe. Um, so we caused a scene at the at the Le Fontaine. Um, then I moved over to the cousin Punchinelli. Toes intact. Oh, the wife toes intact. She was nice. We didn't think it was her mm-hmm. anyways. So then that left only one person. Punchinello, mm-hmm. the sweet owner. Yeah, he owned the suite at Wells Fargo. And as soon as Andrew, I will never forget this, Colby, I think you can, att- can attest. As soon as Andrew ripped off that shoe of Punchinello, um, the smell. Mm. So sweet. It was this sweet just almost musky, alluring smell. Buttery. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Just picture your favorite scent. Times that by two. And add butter. You won't even get close to what we smelled because it was literally the most delicious thing we'd ever smelled. Um, because he had stuffed his shoes full of potpourri and fresh baked goods to mask the smell of his gangrene-ridden foot that was missing three toes. But not the one toe we had found. Which is when I started to look back at the vigorous notes we had been taking and the different people we had been interviewing. And that's when it all came together for me. Mr. Pochinello wouldn't wear a sapphire toe ring. His wife's favorite color was ruby red. He would Mm -hmm. have only dripped in rubies. But Mm -hmm. who couldn't stop talking about sapphires? And toe rings other than the secretary. And so that's when we hailed a cab, or uh, how do you say it? Uh, and we raced back to Wells Fargo. She was just yes. finishing up her shift like nothing had happened. And then we confronted her. And we did record this time. Yeah, from beginning to end. Should we share? I mean, it's a bit. Um... It's a bit graphic. And Mm -hmm. she, we were really surprised how quickly she confessed and to us and explained exactly why she did it. And it made complete and total sense to us. And I think it will to you too. We did tell her if she, you know, confessed, she wouldn't go to jail and we'd give her her toe back. So she was pretty... Um, willing. And now, so so everyone listening, this is the first we've told anybody this. We said we wouldn't tell anybody, but we are publishing this podcast. So yeah, we lied to her. If you're listening, secretary, you might want to flee the country. Yeah. Or seek like, you know, legal counsel. Or plead guilty. I, I, you did to us actually, but in court. Yeah. Anyways, here's the recording. It called me, Andrew, how are you doing today? Did you find the uh, kidnapper murderer? I'm sorry if it's stinky in here. We've been carrying around this decaying toe for 72 hours now, and I think maybe you know a little something about it. Oui. You have figured me out. It is indeed my toe. I would take up my shoe. Oh my gosh, that smells so bad. Please put it back on. Stinky. That's oui. stinkier than the cheese is from earlier. You fromage. That's stinkier than the fromage. Oui. I had to do it. I was trying to throw people off. But I have a confession. What do you have and to I- say for yourself? Oh, you have a confession? Okay. Let me make sure I'm recording. All right, we're good. Hello, hello, is this thing on? I would like to say Rudolph is safe and sound, but not where you think he is. 
he is with my lover, the British boy named <gasps> Bill. The window Bill, screen installer. <gasps> Bill, you see, and I have fallen in love after watching each other work from uh, 17 months. We watched each other through a glass, and our hearts uh, somehow reached through the glass. How romantic. And I could see that he wanted the dog so bad. So I said to myself, I will do this for him. So I proceeded to chop off my toe. And I sent it to him, but he sent it back. That's not what he wanted. He wanted the dog. So I said, okay, I cannot steal that dog. Maybe I'll find another one. I cannot steal Rudolph. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's, you know, he's very nice. And he's he Punchinello, Punchinelli dog. They're nice. But then one day, they walked in, they needed tweezers. I said, you can borrow these, give them back. So give these back to me. They said, we, we will, we will. Oh, oh, me no. And guess what they did? They didn't give them back. They broke them, <gasps> threw them in the garbage, and gave me a plastic pair. Those were my grandmother's tweezers. And so I said, okay. The internal chimes of my heart started to sing. And I said, I will steal Rudolph. So I did. He is at home, safe and sound, will Bill, and you will never see him again. As long so, as he's alive, I think I'm good with that. I'm definitely good with that too, but I just want to recap real quick. You're in love with the window screen installer, Butachati, and he wanted the dog Rudolph. So you cut off your toe and sent him your toe, but he didn't want that. And so the Punchinonos, the brothers, they borrowed your tweezers that were your grandmother's and broke them. Even though they're nice guys, they decided to not tell you and replace these nice-ass tweezers with some plastic cheap-ass tweezers. That pissed you off so much that you stole Rudolph. Not for your lover, but for vengeance. Me? Okay. Sounds good to me. And we have that all on the record. We but might be... I cannot be arrested, correct? Oh, correct. you won't be arrested. We cannot arrest you. We will you. never tell anybody about this. We have no authority here. Thank you. Then I have one more confession. Oh, yeah. I cut off Punchinello's toes one night when he was sleeping because he had three rubies and I wanted them for myself. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I do. That's very reasonable. Okay, I'm going to... Is that Rudolph? Rudolph, Rudolph, come here, boy. You had him here the whole time, You had him Secretary. here the whole time? Come here, poor baby. Come here. Let's get you back to your cage. <laughs> All right, well, we got to wrap it up, but this is the first case we've ever solved in real time. So thank you for coming along with us on this journey. Call us Scooby-Doo because we just dude you. I'm Shaggy. And we're Daphne's. Like Zoinks! Ruh-ruh, Raggy! Well, thank you, Colby, 
is there for anyone listening is there anything you would like to let them know about or plug we'll put your uh um social media in the show notes so they can look at that yeah look me up on tiktok colby jacobs nothing fancy lowercase one word um and we can give them your address correct yes okay that'll be in the show notes 17 floor 17 bank of america paris was that what, where we were? Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo. <laughs> Bank of America. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of it. Nice job, guys. Yeah, good job. Great. Thank you so much to Caroline Munsell for um, the music. That's Email my roommate. Us. Email us your suggestions. Yeah, um, actually, we've never established that. They literally are roommates. Literally. And they were roommates. My senior superlative that I got was most likely to win a Grammy, and that hasn't happened yet. You've got a couple of years. Just a couple. You got a couple more years. I had 39 as the cutoff, though. Like, if you haven't won a Grammy by 39, just stop trying, you know? Embarrassing.